0: Land conquest. Now we're going to talk about how to choose a market. So choosing a market to begin your prospecting efforts is actually a very important decision. Choosing the right market lets you put some deals together and start on the right foot. Choosing the wrong market can also dig you into a little bit of a hole. Um, These holes you can always climb out of, but there is no reason to make things more difficult on yourself. So that's why we... Uh, We emphasize choosing the right market from the beginning, save you time and money and uh, hopefully make you a lot more in the process. So what's a good market? First of all, a market that is not too hot and not too cold. Now, hot markets can actually be really good, but this is a little bit more advanced. And when you are in hot markets, it's going to be a lot more. uh, It's going to be a lot more competition from other investors now, activity. Uh, activity is uh, important. So there has to be a decent amount of sales in the area. I mean, there doesn't have to be, but uh, you'll find that you'll have a lot more success in, in uh, doing this business if there, are, if there is actual activity and sales happening in that particular area. Also, another important consideration is the availability of data. And you need to be able to have sales activity that you can access to determine offer prices and values. It is possible to do business in areas that that does not have uh, the availability of a lot of data, but it's just a little bit more of an advanced process. Also, seasonality is something to consider. It's not the best idea to mail very cold areas coming into the winter months. Uh, Coming into the spring, that's probably the time to do those areas, but not coming into the winter months. So timing is important on that. Also red tape. Um, You'll want to avoid areas that make it more challenging to do business. Again, it's possible to do business in these areas, just a little bit more advanced. So let's start with this first one, not too hot and not too cold. Kind of a little bit of a balancing act. And the way we determine this is what we call the sold to for sale ratio. And there are a couple of ways that you can determine this. The manual method, which uh, uses Zillow or Redfin, or you can also use an automated tool that provides some of this information for you. Um, It's a tool called Priced, P-R-Y-C-D, priced.com, but that's a paid and subscription method. I'll show you both here quickly. Uh, It's a pretty easy concept, but it is important to get this data when you're considering and, and pricing these areas that you're going to be mailing. Now, for beginners, and I just put this little note at the bottom, I suggest markets with a sold-to-for-sale ratio of 0.5 to 1.25. That's kind of the sweet spot for me. I do many deals outside of uh, this range, but it's a little bit more advanced. So if you're looking at markets to pick from the beginning, I would pick things within this range. So let's talk about this manual method first. This is on Zillow and Redfin. I'll be using two different things here. I'll be using Zillow and Redfin, uh, Zillow or Redfin, and then I will also be using um, a mailing log that I'm providing below this video. This is the template that we use to keep track of our mailing but also keep track of data and keep keep it all in one place. So let's get started with this for sale to, sold to for sale ratio. And here's how you figure this out. Now we're just gonna use San Diego County, California as an example. So up here in Zillow, I put San Diego County and I've also got for sale. Now the next thing I do is I select an acreage range. Now for instance, say I'm planning to mail lot size or I'm thinking about mailing lot sizes from 10 to 20 acres. As you can see, I've I've got land selected, but I also have this lot size of 10 to 20 acres. And then that since we're in the for sale section, I also have any days on Zillow because you don't want to restrict that in any way. You could have properties that have been on the market two years, that's, that's a valid for sale area. So just hit apply. And again, in this home type here, I've only got lots and land selected. So in this area, you can see all these red dots represent the for sale properties in that, you know, raw pieces of land in 10 to 20 acres. And as you'll see, there are 87 results here on the right-hand side, 87 results. Now, this data isn't perfect. Uh, sometimes you'll notice some duplicates in there, and it, it's there's no way to actually get perfect data with these things unless you go through and check each individual one. But as a general rule, this will be pretty accurate enough in order to get you the data that you need. So we're going to input this 87 into our spreadsheet. Now, this is the spreadsheet that I'm talking about. This is called the mailing log uh, full template. So basically, this will be below this video, and you'll be able to copy this mailing log and to use this uh, for your own business. And it's a very important tool. It's got some built-in formulas and things in here that will make your life a lot easier and keep your mailing and everything very, very organized. So as you can see here, uh, in the for sale, 10 to 20 acres, I've got 87 inputted. That's the number that came back in that range that are for sale right now. Now next, we're going to. I'm gonna show you how to do the solds in that range. So what I'm looking at is sold. And then the other important thing to do is to select, whoops, uh, the other important thing to do is to select the last 12 months. Because we're looking at the last 12 months of data, we're not looking for all time. So as you can see over on the right here, it says that there are 73 results. So we take that number, 73, and we input that over into our mailing log. And then you can see a a ratio spits out here, the sold-to-sale for ratio, which is 0.84. Got a little reminder down here with with what to do. So sold divided by for sale equals this ratio. So 73 divided by 87 equals 0.84. That automatically calculates for you in the spreadsheet. And then... For sale, there's no time constraint. So just make sure that it's not restricted to 12 months or something like that, because the data will change for that. So that's basically how you figure out the sold to for sale ratio. And as you're looking and, and as you're planning different counties, different acreage ranges, and things like that, you'll want to pull that specific data for each of these ranges. The, having this ratio will not only help you determine whether you want to mail that area in the first place, but it will also. Um, be necessary when you are pricing your um, your mailing list uh, at, a, at a later stage. More on that in future videos here. But uh, you can do this for different acreage ranges. You can see we've got uh, 20 to 50. We've got 50 to max. But also we've got less lesser uh, areas here as well. Um, up to a quarter acre to one acre. We've got one to two acres, two to five. 5 to 10, 10 to 20, and so on. So it's broken down by each range that uh, that we kind of suggest that you break things down into. All right, so that's how you do the manual method, uh, the manual method that we do on Zillow. Next, I'm going to show you on Priced. Priced is the tool that we talked about that's a subscription service. Uh, I've, got a special de- I've got a special link below this video if you're interested in using Priced. It's a tool that you can use for research like this, but also to price your properties if you are uh, looking for a quick and easy way to do do your pricing for you and to pull some data, uh, they've got a really good service for that. So I've got a special deal and you get some free records if you click through our affiliate link in order to sign up. So uh, in Priced here, you'll notice that there are, there's a bunch of different sections and to find this area, you want to go to the research section which is under more and you'll see that uh, we have gotten to the research section right now and then at uh, scroll down a little bit, and you'll see this priced land comp sale data. Now you can do all kinds of different research on properties here, but what I'm looking for is this sort by, go to the sold to for sale ratio, high to low, and you put in the state, and you put in the county, and then right below that is going to come up with this information. Now, as you can see here, you can select all acreages, zero to five, 5 to 20 or 20 plus. It's different than our spreadsheet, and it's different than what you can pull on manual methods with with Zillow and and Redfin. So, you know, you probably just want to pick the closest um, available option, which in this case would be 5 to 20 acres, since we're doing the 10 to 20 acres. So the data is going to be a little bit different from what we have been able to find manually, but it is going to be uh, generally relatively close. So in this case, as you can see, the sold to for sale ratio is 0.7. This is a lot easier, you know, if you're doing multiple counties, you're doing multiple uh, ranges, you can just put in this information really quickly. Um, You could even let out the, uh, you know, um, not even include the county name here and it pulls the whole list of different counties and you can use that kind of as a a, um, a tool to determine which types of, uh, you know, which counties you may want to send to. So I will go over here and, uh, you know, if you were gonna be using priced, you would just kind of bypass uh, entering this data here and just enter in the ratio directly here, which would be which would be .7. But, uh, you know, two different methods, whatever method you wanna use is fine and uh, just kind of depends what your time or your, your resources are to get this going. So now that we've uh, talked about the not too hot and not too cold and you know, what types of, you know, areas that we prefer, um, you know, first of all, that San Diego County, that 10 to 20 acre range, that would kind of fit in that ratio that we're looking for. I'm not saying you should mail that, that county by any means, but uh, I'm just saying that's the type of indicator that would be, you know, uh, generally a positive indicator in order to move forward. Uh, also, activity. Now, it's not just about the ratio. You want to check to make sure the market has sales that are happening. Now, it's possible to do deals in areas with few transactions, but it is more advanced and it's actually it actually will generally make your life harder. Now, it's hard to build a team in areas with limited sales activity. So you're looking to build a team in all these different areas that you're functioning in, people on the ground, uh, real estate agents, land brokers, uh, escrow and title companies, attorneys. So if there's an active real estate market, you're generally going to have be able to find some pretty good people to deal with on the ground. And it's also hard to accurately project sales, sale prices in areas with limited activity because the comps, uh, the sales comps are few and far between. Um, One thing about kind of checking these areas with activity, here's one little thing that I like to do when I'm sort of uh, just in the general research phase. Now I'll take a, for instance, in this example, you can see I've got Arizona pulled up. And then I've got solds, and I've also got um, properties from 10 to 50 acres selected here, just as a general, um, a general range. But you could, you could change this to whatever. You could change this to 10 to 20 if you were thinking about that range. And then just hit apply. Now, what, what happens is, and then also you'll see that I did the past 12 months. So what happens here is you'll see all these yellow dots are sales that are happening. So this gives you kind of a graphical representation of sort of the areas that you should be focusing on. Now, I personally, you know, I'm looking at Arizona here and I personally would be looking at counties where you see a lot of yellow dots, you know. I wouldn't be focusing all my efforts up into this corner up here. Uh, this this might not even be, you know, public lands. Uh, this may not be privately held lands, I'm not sure, but you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be focusing on these areas that are kind of desolate, where you know there's just a sale or two sprinkled here in the past year. That's really hard to, to make things work. But as you see areas where there's lots of sales, that means there's lots of buyers, and and then generally, you know, if you get a good property you'll be able to find a buyer for If it's priced right, you'll be able to find a buyer for it. So the way I find out what counties these are, I'll take a look at a map like this, kind of look at these, I might print it out. And then what I'll do is I'll just Google, I might do a um, a Google search for Arizona county map. And then you'll see there will be lots of different options in there where you can print out an actual map with all the different county names and kind of overlay it and just kind of map out where some of the activity takes place. You can also find out this information in that tool on priced. And, um, you know, if if you want to, if you want to look at the numbers instead of the map like this, Uh, they also have some maps in there that you can look at to get an idea of sort of the concentration of sales. But this is a very easy, easy method that I like using to kind of get a get a ballpark for what areas to sort of focus on. Uh, So availability of data is another big thing when we're trying to choose a market. Some states are known as non-disclosure states. And uh, a non-disclosure state does not report data as a matter of public record. And getting some data and doing business in these states is still possible, but it generally takes more work to determine the market values accurately. And basically what that means is some states don't report sale prices. So they... You know, in a lot of states, sale prices are public record, and you see when a property sold and all that data about those sales, but in some states, that is not the case. So you'll see listings and things, and you might see that a property is sold, indication that property is sold uh, by the MLS, but you may not see a sold price in there. And that's kind of hard to determine prop harder to determine property values in these areas. Now, these are the states that are non-disclosure states. Alaska, Idaho, Kansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, only some counties there, Montana, New Mexico, North Dakota, Texas, Utah, and Wyoming. So possible to do business in these states, just a little bit more difficult. Also, another thing to consider is red tape. Some states are more difficult to do business in than others. And some examples of this, This is not. these are not the only states that are difficult to do business in. And I'm, saying, I'm not saying these are impossible to do business in these states, but just uh, it's a little bit more difficult than others. So New York, for instance, you need two attorneys in order to do a deal, and there's higher closing costs. So basically, there needs to be an attorney representing the buyer and representing a seller in most counties within the state. Also, Connecticut, you're dealing with higher closing costs. New Jersey, the same. Massachusetts as well. Uh, Maryland, you've got high closing costs, and you also must register to do business there. A lot of other states have a lot of other restrictions. These are just kind of examples of uh, states that I know that are a little bit more difficult to do business in from my own um, uh, personal experience. So each state is different. It's possible to do business in these states, but it's just more advanced to operate in. So if you're looking to get started, I'm not sure I would pick one of these more advanced states in order to get the ball rolling. I might. Choose another state that makes it easy to do business in just to, just to make it easy on yourself, at least at the beginning. But there are lots of choices. There are 3,243 county and county equivalents in the United States. That's a lot of different places to do business. And there's really opportunity in every area, even areas that have very limited activity. It's definitely possible to sell land there. You just have to be priced very, very aggressively. And your local market really could be a great place to start. It may not be, depending on where you're located, obviously, or uh, maybe the market is on the other side of the country that you've identified, and that's that's fine too. But the, the big thing is to pick one or two general regions to start with and then go for it.